Beautiful part. Continuing to play Centered podcast, pun intended. Uh, I'm your host, Nathan K. Every edition of this podcast, I have a different guest host with me to discuss a different aspect of the Pokemon universe and franchise and fandom and culture in general. As usual, just want to throw this out there. This is not an official Pokemon production or anything. It's not nothing to do with Nintendo, nothing to do with Game Freak. Nobody here claims any ownership over Pokemon. Uh, We just like to have fun and talk about Pokemon and learn about Pokemon. Today we're talking shiny Pokemon and joining me here in the secret room to discuss shiny Pokemon is my good friend, Brianna Joy. Brianna, welcome. Thanks for coming out on uh, Self Radio. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. How's it going, everybody? I'm excited to they talk about fun they, stuff. They can't answer. They can uh, hear you, but you won't be able to hear them respond. I'm sorry. As much as I wish that I could. <laughs> yeah, podcasting's a one-way road. We're learning. We're learning every day. <laughs> so you, uh, I understand, are also a big, big Poke fan, Pokemon trainer. Uh, how, how far, how far back do you go? Well, let's see. I was seven when I first started my journey with Pokemon. Uh, I must have been second grade at the time, which is probably a lot, a uh, lot later than you. But well, when was this? What was? Uh, I want to say ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-eight. A lot later than me. And what? Well, we probably started playing around the same time. I was a little bit older. Yes, I actually started with the anime series. Um, okay. And then my first game was Pokemon Gold. And I was obsessed. Okay. I got the Game Boy Advance. That was my very first handheld game system. And, uh, you know, I think it's so funny because people talk about Game Boy, Game Boy Color. And I'm, you know, like the later gen. I'm like, oh, my God, I had the Game Boy Advance. I'm so cool. <laughs> I probably spent most of my childhood playing that game. <laughs> yeah, I had. that's so funny. By the time I got a Game Boy Advance was like when I was graduated high school. But, Aww, uh, <laughs> you're aging a... yourself. <laughs> Or maybe I'm young. I was a little behind. I was a little behind on getting one, but no, I had the big fat fucking Game Boy. Still do. You had the original, and I envy you for that. And you know what? That was back when it was like black and white, right? Or yeah. Okay. I'm like, please tell me I don't sound retarded right now. It was black and white, correct? No, it wasn't actually black and white. Well, what do you mean? The (laughs) the the screen or the the way that it looked? It was gray. It was a gray 
system with black button, red, black and red buttons. No, I mean the actual game was screen, in black and white. The screen right? was like it was like a green tint. Like I get what you're <laughs> saying. It was it wasn't there was no color. Okay, but it wasn't actually black and white. Like it wasn't grayscale. Okay, it was. Oh, uh, I actually thought it was uh, it was grayscale. It was probably I don't know. Maybe no, I was, was, maybe I was colorblind as a kid. It was Who like knows? this weird green tint. Like the black okay. was kind of. I, like I this, think I kind of get what you're saying. It's kind of like those old uh, like spy shades. It's like that green tint. Everything's green. I don't know. Yeah, weird LCD. Yeah, okay. Like it was like really the the black looked like really 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 dark green brown maybe. Okay, and, okay. I think I get what you're saying. Okay. The background was just like backlit by like green kind of tinted. I don't light. I don't know. <laughs> this is uh, two different generations trying to explain technology to each other. This oh, is yeah, very the, very interesting. I had the link cable. The, the, oh, you would use to trade to between trade. each other and everything, you know, and I would I, tie really, that around my neck and wear it like really a necklace. It's really sad because um, I've never traded until X and Y because I never had any of the extras. So it was, yeah, I just like, now I finally get what everyone else was so excited about. I can trade with people because I, you know, none of my friends really played Pokemon. It was just me, so I didn't really have friends to trade with anyways. I mean, all we had were the neighbor boys that would uh, mm-hmm. cut out the magazine Pokemon cards and glue them to the energy cards and try to trade them for us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I I had That's so hilarious. many of those fake cards, and I was very disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I was on to you. I know now. That's not a scam <laughs> I'm familiar with, but that's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. That's what happens when kids like me are like, oh, my God, you have a Flareon that looks a little weird, but it looks legit enough to me. So I'm going to trade you my shiny. Here you go. You know, see my hologram. Sorry. <laughs> see my equivalent to that was probably when I used to hang out at this kind of game and hobby store here in Syracuse. I didn't play the Pokemon card game. I tried it, but I didn't really like it. I played Magic back then a lot. Okay. And so I would be there playing Magic or reading comics or whatever. And uh, there would be people with Pokemon cards, but or magic cards, they would have what's called a proxy, which is where they just write what card it's supposed to be oh, on it. Oh, okay. So and they then would... just put it, they put them in the sleeves and everything, and when they play it... Oh, you and, know, I think I've seen that done before, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of like, in some circles, sometimes it's like, okay, we'll let you get away with it, whatever, like... But sometimes... We, we know you're poor, we, not, we still love you. <laughs> not in a tournament, you know, but like... Right. Some, but like, if people don't bring that up, like that they have proxies in their deck, and you're just like playing them, and this, suddenly, oh, this is this is a Charizard, though. Double middle finger so. right there. Oh. Fuck you. Nope, nope, that's not, that's not a Charizard, that's a Weedle. <laughs> you know, I'm so... I wish I could have lived in your time. Well, you, you know, did. I, I, well, <laughs> no, I just wasn't alive. I don't know. Like, it just seems like your generation experienced a lot more Pokemon than I did. I never actually, I did try to play the Pokemon card game. I just collected them. I don't know. I just enjoyed getting the packs and just collecting them. I still, to this day, have like most of the first gen in order in a binder somewhere, you know. I'm going to keep them till the day I die. But, you know, you guys experienced a lot more, I think, than we did. I mean, I was still around for Gen 1, but I wish I had seen the first movie in theaters. Definitely. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was a I had big an opportunity day. to see the second one in theaters, but it was either that or the zoo, and I picked the zoo, and now I regret it, because I would have loved to see <laughs> Pokemon 2000 in theaters. I was a uh, freshman in high school when the first movie came out in theaters, and I still have in my agenda book the day marked, and I remember going going with everyone to go see that. And I, I never really... the an, We all kind of thought the anime was kind of lame, 
but it was all we had. Right. The, the manga had fully been published here in America. The it was internet. the shit. It was the coolest thing out there at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The internet wasn't that advanced, so you couldn't really find much Pokemon stuff except for this anime, and it was kind of cheesy, and we always wished there would be a more adult, grown-up anime of it, but we took what we could get, you know? Right. See, I was I was a weird kid. I loved the anime. I obsessively watched it. I used to record every episode on VHS. Like I recorded ugh. some. I have a bunch of tapes with random episodes. Same recorded here. And Same stuff. here. Like <laughs> I'm so thankful for the friends I still have because they put up with a lot of BS with me just sitting there like, oh, I got to go inside. I got to watch Pokemon. I got to watch Pokemon like every day. And they're like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I'm like, I'm sorry. I just I have to do this. So, um, yeah, I have VHS tape after VHS tape of Pokemon. I recently got the DVD um, seasons and oh my gosh, so happy about that. Yeah. Like, ugh. have you seen Pokemon the origin? I have seen parts of it. The fact that I can only get it on YouTube and it's in like bits and pieces. It's great. But like, I think I would enjoy it better if I had played the original red and blue versions of the game because that's what it's based off of. But Mm. I really did enjoy it. And I would love to watch the rest of it. That's what I feel like we wanted. That's that is so like the animation is better. Right. I agree. It has a more adult tone, whereas it's not like it's not like you can't show it to kids. Mm -hmm. But an adult can watch it and not be like, Jesus, what am I watching? Yeah. Like like we sometimes feel or even back in seventh grade. Right. Like I felt about the Pokemon show. Like when he's like, I'm Ash. Yeah. And not to make fun of one of your favorite shows. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) But it is a little sophomoric and juvenile. Not sophomoric, but juvenile. It is totally juvenile. I agree. Very directed towards very young children. Yes. And Pokemon is such a more fascinating and captivating. There's so many adults nowadays that are still, that still held on to their love for Pokemon, myself, yourself included. And yeah, so like there is more there that you can appeal to an older audience with. And I really hope they make more Pokemon, the origin type movies. Oh, I agree. You know, even as someone that loved the original anime myself, I would, I would have loved to see it that way, more geared toward adults. You know, they did, um, they did something called Pokemon Chronicles. It was like a, a spinoff of the actual show. And it showed, um, the characters, the main characters, Brock and Misty and their lives, like after they'd parted from Ash. And that was really cool. I heard about that. I never watched I, it. I I enjoyed it. I Butch definitely enjoyed Cassidy it. Butch and Cassidy were a big part of that too, yes, right? The yes. Team Rocket members? Yep. I remember hearing about that, but I had never really watched it. That was kind of after I stopped watching the show. Right. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the anime up until the ninth season, but then when they changed the voices, it just kind of lost it for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, it, they're so irritating. They tried way too hard to sound like the originals, and they're just irritating to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't really know. I probably don't know what they sound like in the It'll new It'll make your ears much. bleed. <laughs> but it's so weird just looking at like the early season, the first season. James, his original voice Correct. when you first see him is so different. And James... It was a different uh, voice actor completely. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes. But he is... And he, like, actually, as far as the show is concerned... I think Jesse and James and Meowth are, they're the one thing I love about that show. They're yes. such great characters. James, his voice. Eric and that, Stewart, yeah. It's still the, he's still the same guy, right? Um, no, no, actually, they, they completely, they completely uh, cleaned house. They offered uh, Veronica Taylor, who is the voice actor of Ash. They offered her to keep Ash, but only her. And, you know, I respect that woman so much because she stood with her, her coworkers and she's like, no. You know, you can't get rid of them and keep me. I'm, I'm leaving too. So 
you know, I, I just have so much respect for her. That's for awesome. Doing that. Yeah, it was really cool. I did. I am keeping up with the X and Y series for the anime, just just for fun, you know, because it's cool that I've I've beaten this game for X and Y several times. Love it. Never gets boring to me. I just like watching the anime and seeing how it unfolds. Although the voices are kind of hard for me to like really get around, but yeah. it's still parts of it are enjoyable. I will admit. So we're here to talk about shinies. Let's do it, shall we? Uh, yes. <laughs> shiny fucking Pokemon for. Those of you who, for some reason, aren't familiar, each Pokemon has a shiny version that you can find, which is just an alternate colored version of the Pokemon. There's a specific type for each, like a a shiny Charizard is black. A shiny Ninetales is kind of silver. You know, they're alternate colors. Some of them are really cool. Some of them are way different. Some of them are more similar, just a different shade. But yeah, they're, they're super, super fucking rare. And I never... Ever in almost 20 years of playing Pokemon, I've never caught or found or encountered a shiny. I have like three of them that were traded to me. I want to cry for you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, actually, you know what? He's not the only one. Up until uh, this year, actually, I had never seen or caught a shiny on my own. And then one day, playing X and Y, I was looking for Abra's, and what popped up? A shiny Minin. I literally screamed like a little girl. <laughs> jumping so excited because it was just like it broke my mind like not blew my mind it broke my mind because <laughs> i was just so like happy like oh my god it happened to me so basically shinies are really well sought after and if you get one and if you find one that is like the coolest thing ever because up until x and y like they were really really ridiculously hard to find so i'm guessing I'm guessing uh, the reasoning why is I think they up the chances for X and Y, which is nice. We can experience it a little easier now. It is easier. There are more ways to make it make you more likely to catch shinies in X and Y. I've got I've got a Golbat, a shiny Golbat, a shiny Magikarp, and a shiny Ponyta. And now, of course, I'm not counting the Red Gyarados because everyone has the Red Gyarados. Doesn't doesn't count. count. Lake Rage. Everybody and their mother has one. And I've got the the Pikachu-colored Pichu, but that was an event Pokemon. And the other three were traded to me by friends, so. Very cool. Um, My collection is, I had the shiny Minin. Um, I also have a shiny Ursaring, which is green for whatever reason. Some of them are weird. I randomly walked into a patch of grass, I'm sorry, patch of flowers on Route 22 in uh, Y. All of a sudden, shiny Ursaring pops up, and I was like, okay. You know, didn't even try for that one. And um, some of them are weird, though. Like, I would. Yeah. I think sh- like shiny Ursaring should be like black or something. No, I know they're they're OK. Fans have basically categorized all the shinies into three groups. Oh, really? It's the ones that look like really similar to the originals, like a like a slightly different shade of brown or whatever. The uh, the ones that are really freaking cool, like um, Greninja and Charizard, which are like yeah. black, which yep. are freaking awesome and badass. The ones that are really cool, which is 90% Pokemon that are black, yes. <laughs> pretty much. Like, just, <laughs> and then there's the green ones, which, you know, whatever, because Ursarings are green and so are um, Espeons, which, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just the, find there's that really the green ones. That's the third group yeah, is green ones. I'm not kidding. There I shit you not. a lot of green ones. Yes, there are. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know what they were <laughs> thinking. They're like, they're probably just sitting there at the table and they're like, fuck it. Let's just make all these guys green. They just like put a bunch of Pokemon in a hat, shook <laughs> it around and they pulled them out and like, all right, all these fuckers are going to be green. Like, I just think that's exactly what they were thinking with that. You know, also <laughs> um, in Japan, 
there is no green or there is no blue i'm sorry not green there is no blue wait blue is just another like blue doesn't exist in japan or yeah it's just (laughs) considered another shade of green they don't have a word for it what yeah oh that's fucked up yeah so it's honestly like if you ask them you're freaking me out right now what color the sky is and you ask them what color the grass is they'll probably tell you like the same word or something like that i know you guys can't see this but my jaw is like on the floor i'm like (laughs) freaked out right now Actually, I do have a funny story about Japan. Um, I don't know what... This is just totally random. Um, my friend and I were eating Chinese food, and we were we were just randomly talking about stuff. And I said to her, I'm like, wouldn't it be weird if they just randomly played Pokemon battle music, like just random parts of the day in Japan, just to <laughs> mess with people? Like, can you imagine just walking through Japan, all of a sudden you hear like... Like Pokemon music playing, and you're just like looking around, like what the hell is going on? Don't like, look around because when that happens, <laughs> if ninjas. You ca- if you catch somebody's eyes, you sorry, have- grin ninjas. <laughs> no, no. What what happens is when that music plays, if you catch someone's eyes, you have to fight them. <laughs> so you just exactly. want to keep your eyes down to the ground and just walk. But no, like Mind after a while, business. though, they'll just like play it like on and off. So like people will think like. Is this in my head? Is there something seriously wrong with me? Like, can you imagine how horrible of a prank that would be just to do that in Japan? Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was my random story. <laughs> it's kind of relevant. <laughs> Let's make um, this a thing. So, yeah, shiny Pokemon, though. Um, they were obviously they were originally introduced in gold and silver to take advantage of the Game Boy Color, which was new at the time's uh, color capabilities show off that Pokemon could be different colors. Um, They weren't originally called Shiny Pokemon. They weren't called Shiny Pokemon officially until Gen 4, uh, Diamond and Pearl. That's interesting. What were they called uh, before Shiny? They didn't really have a name. Um, They were special. That was a a fan name because of uh, the shine, the little twinkle that would happen when they show up or come out of a Pokeball. And in the TCG, though, there was a card game, a set that came out uh, around Gold and Silver's release. And in that, they were called Shining Pokemon. Oh, okay. Like Jack Nicholson Shining. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like Shining better than Shiny. It it kind of sounds cooler, like a shining Charizard. Like makes yeah, it sound almost mythical. It does. I feel like maybe it's like shining is like the old fashioned way of saying it. Old fashioned. <laughs> That's how Dave <laughs> Thomas says it. Old fashioned. Um, and shiny is more of like a colloquialism or a modern way it's, of. It's an like American uh, lazy. I mean, in universe, you know, it's in it down. Po- the Pokemon oh, okay. universe, like in antiquity, people used to refer to them as shining Pokemon. It's yeah, it's and lo, a there was a shining Charizard in the brush. I, you know, I Whereas do like nowadays that too. they're like, look at that shiny Charizard, because that's how language evolves. Did they, Things... did they like give it a bath and it's like squeaky clean? It's all shining. <laughs> no, shiny, no, but sorry, <laughs> that's how like words and stuff yes, evolve. Exactly. You, people do start using shorter or slang versions of words, and they become exactly. real words. Well, guess what? We're going to try to bring back the Shining Pokemon. I think we should do that. Let's bring it back, people. Let's do it. So in, in Gen 2, whether or not a Pokemon was shiny was determined by its IVs. These mean their individual values, which are kind of like the numbers responsible for their stats. Strength, defense, speed, special attack, all that. Uh, yeah, this is where it starts getting... Boring and mathematical. Crazy. Um <laughs> Basically, there's a whole equation, and this this made it easy 
for them for you to be able to send the Pokemon back to first gen games when Shinies didn't exist without any extra data that the first gen games wouldn't recognize. Okay. It would just be that you'd send it to the first gen and oh cool, now they've got a Mankey and it's not Shiny. But if they send it back to you, like say it was to evolve it to a Primeape, um, then because that's how Mankey evolves, right? By trading? Or Mankey evolved by level, didn't he? Yes. I don't know. Mankey levels up. Correct. I think I was just... Ash traded as Primeape, and that's probably what made me Yeah, that. you got this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, you trade it back, and then the, your game would just calculate its IVs and be like, oh, it's, it's a shiny. So it would still recognize it as a shiny, and so, it would still appear as such. I have a stupid question. You, you can actually trade Pokemon back to older generation games? Well... Is it? I mean, it's apparently doable. You I can, didn't know you could. but there's only a certain like for the first two gens, they made it so that you could trade back and forth. Oh, okay. Once Gen three came out, it was like a fresh, clean slate, and you couldn't trade back anymore. Okay. And that's why they remade uh, Red and Blue as Fire Red and Leaf Green. Oh, okay. So that you would be able to play again on the Game Boy Advance and trade Very everything cool. from game from. Game Boy Advance on. From Ruby and Sapphire, Fire Red and Leaf Green and up, you can get on your copy of Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, X, Y. There is a a way. You can't trade directly from Game Boy Advance to... Of course, they got to make it a pain in the ass, but there is a way. (laughs) Yeah, you can can get the Game Boy Advance Pokemon onto a DS game, and then you can upload them from a DS game. You can either trade them to a game that can connect with Pokemon Bank, and then upload them to Pokemon Bank, and then download them to your game. So any of the first two Game Boy games, you can't, but it's okay because they've both been remade. So That's awesome. The more you know. <laughs> uh, nowadays, though, whether or not a Pokemon is shiny, it's been changed. It, they changed it in Gen 3. And it's this whole calculation using your original trainer ID number, um, your secret ID number, and the Pokemon's personality value. All right, so let's explain this. And we're going to get into some heavy shit now, but don't worry. I'm going to try to make this as simple and not boring and straightforward as possible so you can have a basic understanding of this because that's you, Brianna, and you, the listener, because I have read about this before and was just like, eh, fuck that shit, and gave (laughs) up on trying to understand that. It's too complicated. Run from it. Run Never look back. You can't handle the shining truth. <laughs> um, that was my dork moment of the day. So, so I, I crammed this information in my brain. I forced myself to form a rudimentary understanding of it good enough so that I could explain it to other people. And I hope this podcast episode can be of service to people that want to understand how shinies work and how to find more of them. We're going to crack the code for you the best we can. You might want to do a little further research after listening to this, but hopefully ha- us having kind of set set a framework for you will make it a lot easier to understand what you're reading without feeling like you need to hit yourself in the head, tear or your hair out. go back out. to college, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, as I said, it's a calculation using your original trainer ID. We all know what that is. Um it's an ID number for your OT. It shows it in on the Pokemon yep. and on your trainer card. Um, secret ID, which is basically, um, it's a hidden ID number solely for the purpose of giving the game one more way to tell two trainers apart, just in case 
another girl named Brianna just happens to be given the same exact trainer ID as you. It's always possible. It's a very, very rare, unlikely possibility, but it's always possible that there would be someone out there who makes a female player, names it the same name as your character, and then the game, if they had the same trainer ID number by random chance, would recognize you guys as the same trainer. So if someone traded a Pokemon to you, for example, it wouldn't evolve or something. Or it wouldn't, not, uh, it wouldn't have any problem listening to you. It would just recognize it as your Pokemon. It wouldn't level up faster or anything like that. If they didn't have that, boom, missing no everywhere. <laughs> missing no's <laughs> everywhere. That's just the, the consequence of any bad actions. Um, <laughs> yep, it's all their fault. <laughs> so that's, that's all the secret ID number is. Um, it's just another ID number so that now your character has two ID numbers. So the odds... Of there being another person who makes a character that's the same gender as yours, gives them the same exact name, has the same exact trainer ID, and the same exact secret ID is a 1 in 4,294,967,296. That's uh, more than the population of Earth, isn't it? Correct? <laughs> something like I, that. It might be. Me- I think, I don't know how many. I think there's like, I think something. there's like two or three billion in the world. Right. It's almost it's, so, it's about as much as the population of Earth. There's still a chance, unless I'm completely there's retarded. Still a chance, right now. But yeah. it's probably not going to happen. You're probably yeah, probably not. Safe. <laughs> you have a better chance of finding the same grain of sand on the beach. <laughs> and then uh, the Pokemon's personality value is like it's this 32 digit string of zeros and ones that determine your Pokemon's nature, ability, characteristic. All sorts of other specific things, like if you have an unknown, it would determine which letter of the alphabet the unknown is, or, uh, you know, there's other Pokemon that have specific differences, like, you know, that that's what would, maybe the spots on a Spinda or something, they're all different, right? Yes. So, yep. stuff like that. So. This is getting real heavy. <laughs> yeah, there's some things I don't get, like, if, how does it, if, if it's an original trainer ID, I mean, it's yours, and your secret ID, not... So, like, with every wild Pokemon and every Pokemon you hatch, it's always using those two numbers, I guess, and then multiplying that with that Pokemon's unique number. Not multiplying it, but I don't know. It's really, really weird. Um, The answer is math. That's all we have to know. (laughs) It's kind of funny, though. Because of that system, there's always this possibility, um, well, for an egg, if you bred an egg and this egg was on your game when it hatched, it would be a shiny that you could trade that egg away to me before it hatches and it might not hatch a shiny because basically... I don't believe you can trade eggs, can no, you? Oh yeah, totally. What? Yeah, you can totally trade eggs. It's fun. Give your friend an egg. You never, he never knows what he gets until... It's, it's like a Wonder Ball, but no, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean like in X and Y, you, you can't trade eggs, but you Totally can, can trade eggs. What? I... I'm gonna I'm gonna play this, and if you're wrong, yeah, you can trade eggs. Um, <laughs> I st- I still don't believe you, but okay, I'll I'll let funny you know though, later. Because sometimes, while it's an egg, if I trade you an egg, while it is an egg and it's in your party, it'll still have it'll still be kind of referencing my trainer ID, right? While it's an egg, but when it hatches, it's gonna reference yours. So that's why it might hatch non-shiny, even though my trainer ID would have made it shiny, right? But because it's referencing my trainer ID at when it's an egg, there's always the possibility that you might watch the egg hatch. Watch a shiny hatch out of that egg and then look in your party and it's not a shiny. Because the animation thought it, w- it would be because it was still referencing the egg, my trainer ID. But then when it hatches, it's not. 
How much would that piss you off if you thought you hatched a shiny and then you went and looked and it wasn't a shiny? Yo, that's fucked up. I would quit playing Pokemon. <laughs> I would um, I would throw a whole pizza at a wall and walk away. I would be really pissed like, off. Well, guys, the last episode of Silph Radio. Zero no fucks longer are, like are Pokemon. given. <laughs> Pokemon is no longer cool. I'm done. Um, He's totally back. He's kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, in, in Generation 2... The chances of just running into a shiny in the wild were 1 in 8,192. Oh, my God. <laughs> really tough to find one. When you consider, if you run into a battle, your odds are 1 in 8,192. If you do a second battle, your odds are still 1 in 8. It doesn't raise to 2. Like, the odds never go up. Like, that's how odds work. You know, every single battle you get into you have a 1 in 8,900, whatever it was. That's contradicting the chaining theory, isn't it? Chaining is different. That uses a different, that uses a, we're going to talk about okay, chaining. Okay, we'll get to that. Anyway. Yes, because, yeah, I'm just saying just just regular battles. Right, right. Um, chaining, you're using a specific item and you're making specific oh, okay. conditions okay. to narrow the odds. I got you. Um, through breeding, you can slim those chances down to 1 in 64. Though in Gen two, that's was, a big difference. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. There's no, there's no way that's that easy. Of course. But nowadays, the odds of running into them in the wild are still pretty much the same. But there's more methods now that make it easier, um, such as in the last three games when you complete the National Pokedex, you get the shiny charm. Um, now, your professor gives you it. Question: How exactly does that charm work? It, I have heard of it, but I'm not sure how it actually does work in the game. It raises the odds. Okay. Like, it just raises the odds of you finding a shiny Pokemon. Like, is it like a simple. is it a large amount of difference, or is it just like I don't let's know bump exactly, it up by one? <laughs> but you'll want to use the shiny charm in conjunction with another way of trying to find shinies. For example, there's the Masuda method. Have yes. you ever heard of the Masuda method? Of course, I have. It's 101 for shinies. Okay, so you understand the whole... Basically, it's named for Game Freak director Junichi Musuda, who sneakily programmed this in to try to give people a, a easier way to find shinies. This was in Diamond and Pearl. Just basically a nice guy. Basically, this is like the breeding method. If you breed two Pokemon from two different countries... That'll make their offspring five or six times more likely to be shiny. And when I say two different countries, I don't mean Kanto and Hoenn. I mean real world, like America and France or Japan or something. Um, so you can do a global trade or trade with someone that has a foreign copy of the game. And if you get a Pokemon that was encoded to a foreign copy of the game and you breed that with one of your Pokemon, local Pokemon, it will increase the odds substantially. To, That's awesome. To have a shiny offspring. Trying that one. <laughs> yeah, if you use the shiny charm in conjunction with, you know, utilizing the Masuda method, uh, previously it used to raise it up to like eight times the amount with chances of one out of 1,024. But now uh, Gen 6 actually increases the chances even further to one out of 512. Oh my gosh, that is a huge difference. 1 out of 512 as compared to 1 out of 8,192? Yeah. You can also use the Pokey Radar. Uh, this is in Gen 4 and Gen 6 only. Basically, the Pokey Radar is um, a device that you get after beating the Elite Four um, that plays music that attracts the same type of Pokemon. And one of the cool things um, with that is 
it'll just keep if you hit the right patch of grass as in the one that's shaking the most because it'll make the grass shake and if the um you pick the grass that shakes the most you're more than likely to find the same pokemon and because you're finding the same pokemon over and over and over again that increases your chances of finding a shiny because of um <laughs> because i don't know why <laughs> That's that's a pretty good uh, summation of it. It's yeah, basically when you use it, it makes up to four patches of grass shake. Although I've heard that in this newest game, it it has made more than four. Yeah, I believe I believe I've seen five or six. But the way it originally was was that one patch in the immediate eight uh, tiles surrounding your character would shake. One in the sixteen surrounding those eight. And then one in the outer, what, 32 or whatever. Right. Or unless it's more than that. I don't, I don't know. One in the next variation of numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next ring would, would shake. So sometimes it would be less than that. For example, if it picks a tile that's not in grass, you might only see three. But yeah, each patch of grass would shake and that, that patch would contain a wild Pokemon. However, there is an exception. Sometimes you will get a um, fake yeah, you're right. Sometimes yep. it says there's nothing there. Right. And that will throw off your pattern if you are chaining. And there is, they either shake roughly or softly. You don't have to go for the ones that are shaking the the hardest. It's the ones it's, that are similar to the previous shake, yes, right? It's that whatever you, like, the, if you are looking for far-fetched and you want a shiny far-fetched, find, you want to pay attention to which, how the, the bush shakes in relation to the other bushes. If it shakes softer... You always want to go for ones that are softer. If it shakes harder, you always want to go for ones that are harder. Once you find this Pokemon you're looking for and you, you have one battle with it with the Poker Radar, that starts a chain. Now, a chain is in progress. When it's in progress, every time you either defeat or capture the Pokemon, it'll immediately restart the Pokemon Radar after the battle ceases. And the Poke Radar actually has a limit to it. Um... After uh, each time using the Pokey Radar, you have to recharge the battery. And how you recharge the battery is making your character run around until it hits, for example, an X and Y, steps. 50 steps. Right. But, but not during a chain. During a chain, it automatically will right. just keep when going. You, when you do reset it, though, that's what it does. Um, well, you can... We got to be clear with terms because I'm going to be talking about... Re- you can reset without breaking a chain and you can... Correct. No, well, let's... Yeah, well... We'll get that. <laughs> Sorry, it's getting muddied. Um, you, this is confusing shit. Like, it took me a while to, to figure out this shit. It's not that confusing, but when you're just reading it, you know, not having somebody explain it. So I'm going to... While I'm actually gonna, doing it. Yeah, we're going to try to make this a little a little more understandable. But Trying basically, to educate y'all. You just keep the chain going by... You use the poker radar. Bam, that bush sh- shook hard. I looked at it. It's a far-fetched. I defeated the far-fetched. Use the poker radar immediately. Another three bushes shake. One of them shakes hard, two are soft. Go to the one that shakes hard because the last one did. Another far-fetched. Beat it, you just raised your chain by one. Every time you raise your chain, it makes the odds of finding a shiny go up. You can do this up to 40 times. And past 40 times, but past 40, it reaches its max. At 40, you have the same odds of getting a shiny as you do 50 chains later, you know? Correct. Um, so what you want to do, bring a lot of repels because 
Your chain gets interrupted if any Pokemon attacks you in the grass while you're walking to that shaking tuft. And that makes your chain start over. Yeah, or if you fight a different Pokemon other than the one that you're looking for, chain restarts. Even if you put your rollerblades, it will restart your chain. Yep, you use any other key item like the map, the bicycle, the rollerblades. Totally. Um, Now, you can still use other items like repels and stuff, but not key items. Now, you can reuse the radar to, like, reset the patches of grass. This is what I was talking about, without resetting the chain. Correct. So, if you use the radar after a battle with a Farfetch'd, it's your third Farfetch'd in a row, and you use the radar, and none of the patches of grass shake roughly, they all shake softly, you can use the radar again. Without upsetting the chain. Yeah, it won't ruin the chain. You can keep... It'll reset them again, and then you wait till you see one that shakes strongly, and then bam, you do that. So this takes a long time to do. It is very tedious. I've done it myself. I've gotten to like 25, and then something would interrupt the chain, and it's just so frustrating. And the music, too, it it really gets your heart pumping because the music actually gets faster and more intense the closer you are to getting a shiny, at least from X and Y it does. And I've also heard – I haven't um, found a shiny from – chaining yet but i have heard that the bush itself will shine when there's a shiny in it yes so that's what you do you get up to 40 and once you get up to 40 your odds are at their highest one out of 200 about one out of 200 give or take (laughs) so at that point what you do if you if you really just want to find a shiny and you don't want your chain to break just keep reusing the radar over and over and over until one of those patches of grass shines and then that Right there is a guarantee that that's a shiny Pokemon of the one you were trying to catch. So it, it would take a long time and a lot of patience. But I think I think technically, mathematically, it's not an impossibility that you won't find one. It is possible that you could just keep doing that and never get that patch of grass. Because with odds of 1 out of 200, you can just keep going forever and ever and ever and never get one. But I feel like doing it forever, you're eventually going to get one. That's why the uh, YouTube videos are so long on how to catch a shiny. They're like an hour because it's that person just continuously over and over and over again. Can you imagine, though, if um, you were chaining one specific Pokemon and all of a sudden you get a shiny Bidoof? Like, what the hell? Can you imagine? <laughs> like, we're just going to give you a shiny Bidoof. I'm like, okay. It's Arceus. an HM whore That's anyways. When Arceus is, uh, is, wants to be funny, he just throws shiny Bidoofs at people. <laughs> So there's also, nowadays, you can also use the Friend Safari, which I guess in the Friend Safari, they, it seems to be about eight times more likely to find a shiny. But you cannot use the Pokey Radar in Friend Safari. Your mom will say, yeah. you can't use that here. Yeah. She's everywhere. That would just raise it too too easy, because if it was eight times more You would get every one other one, it. and you're like, oh yeah. shit, and all of a sudden people are like, okay, shinies kind of suck. Where's the, where's the fun <laughs> in that? And I guess now if you stand in one spot and fish for a really, really, really long time, that raises the likelihood of catching a shiny too. That just sounds like a pain in the ass, but yeah, yeah it, especially I'm since gonna have to try that. I don't mean like a uh, in-game mechanic. This is kind of like the Pokemon from a different country. It's like a voodoo thing. You have to actually just take your DS with you, like down to the marina, and just stand there in one spot, <laughs> oh and my fish, God. <laughs> and like evoke the Dark Lord Cthulhu. I think uh, the only thing you'll get out of that is a new 2DS. <laughs> <laughs> no shinies for you. You. Broke I don't it. know if the warranties cover water damage, but. <laughs> Uh, there are some Pokemon that so far are legally unobtainable, uh, shiny. We're going to let you know which ones so you can be on the lookout for those fucking fuckers that want to trade 
fake Pokemon over the global trade system that they got from an action replay. This podcast, let me say, is strictly anti-action replay with regards to Pokemon. Like, you don't do that shit. With a multiplayer game that you trade Pokemon to other people and stuff, people want to know that the Pokemon they got were legitimate, real Pokemon. We take this shit seriously. We name our Pokemon. We we take care of them. (laughs) We treat them like real creatures. We trade them throughout our lives to the next generations and like this is this is serious shit we don't want your fake action replay pet cemetery shit like it's not cool so be wary of any shiny versions of these pokemon because it's impossible to get them mew celebi arceus victini reshiram zekrom keldeo meloetta xerneas yveltal zygarde deancey and also spiky-eared Pichu and cosplay Pikachu, which I guess is like a new thing for Ruby and Sapphire. But, yes. Um, and it's, it's not that shiny versions of these Pokemon aren't programmed into the game. Every Pokemon, even these ones, have a shiny version programmed, but the game has blocks that stop certain Pokemon from showing up shiny, like Xerneas and Yveltal. Also... Mew was given away. He's never been legally in a game, except you can glitch him into red and blue. But even then, you can't trade that forward. So there's no way to get a shiny Mew. You don't want to mess with glitching. My sister made a Mew, and it didn't have eyes, and that's a little terrifying. So don't 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 play God with Pokemon. Just don't do it. <laughs> You'll end up with a Mew with no eyes. That's Mew three. <laughs> So, some notable shiny Pokemon. Of course, the first one that comes to mind, Red Gyarados. In the Lake of Rage, you know, the Red Gyarados and Gold and Silver. Weirdly enough, in the anime, they actually say that the red color comes from it being a Magikarp that was forced to evolve. Therefore, it retained its red color because it wasn't ready to evolve. That doesn't make sense, though, because... A lot of things in the anime just don't connect. (laughs) They just kind of... It's a loose translation. They just kind of throw shit in there now. They're just making stuff up. Exactly. (laughs) Shiny Gyarados usually evolve from gold Magikarp. You know, shiny Magikarp. Yeah. By usually, I mean always. So, (laughs) yeah. And Um, yes, in case you were wondering, when you evolve a shiny Pokemon, the evolution will also be shiny. I had a shiny Eevee that I traded for my Yveltal, no regrets, and I evolved it into a shiny Sylveon, which is a beautiful blue color, and uh, I think my shiny Sylveon has to be my current favorite. Nice. Shiny Sylveon is pretty cool. And Um, it's a female, and I love my female Pokemon. I'm weird. Like, all of my Pokemon, unless, like, they're physically always male, they're all female. (laughs) Yeah, I have a mixture. Um, I'm just just really picky. (laughs) I have a mixture, so I, I get it. I, I, I am picky, though, because there will be certain Pokemon that I'm like, no, I want a female for that one, or no, I want a male for that one. Right, right. And I'll sit there and not catch the female if I wanted a Just male. Just keep, or... like, killing them until you get the next one. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm chaining. <laughs> I'm chaining for stuff I want. Uh, so the Red Gyarados, the legendary Red Gyarados, because, you know, there's been more than one, but this one was a notable one that lived in the Lake of Rage, just north of Mahogany Town. The Lake of Rage, which is the biggest lake in Johto, was mythically, it was created when a bunch of Gyarados got together and stirred up a storm, which created this giant crater, which then filled up with rainwater. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the myth that explains the creation of it. 
And it could very well be true knowing Pokemon. Who knows? Anything can be possible. So this red Gyarados was agitated by radio waves that were being transmitted by Team Rocket, who were hiding out in Mahogany Town, and it just became this fearsome beast of a monster, just, uh, you know, attacking people that come to the lake and, you know, raising a ruckus and everything. And that's all until either gold or silver catches it. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know it existed before the, uh, the gold, silver, and crystal versions. No, that's when it, yeah, that's when it came out, the gold and silver versions. Well, no, you're saying, like, the legend and all that existed before then? Or, no, well, I'm sorry. This I, is, I, <laughs> in universe it did. Okay, I got what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, the legend of how, like, the lake was created. Yeah, that's just in the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nobunaga in that new... Pokemon well, it's Conquest. Not new anymore. Yeah, Pokemon Conquest. It's a crossover with Nobunaga's Ambition or something. Uh, he's got a Black Rayquaza and that. Um, I have yet to play that game. It looks very interesting. Ash has like a shiny Noctowl or something. Yes, he? correct. He did have a shiny Noctowl. I don't. I don't believe I saw that exact episode, but um, his Noctowl was purposely shown with a different pigment than the other Noctowl in the anime. So they made a point to mention that it was shiny. Yeah, and it shimmered when it came out of its Pokeball and Correct. stuff. Correct. I like how they how they did that. So do you think that's what that like the vampires from Twilight are just shiny <laughs> vampires? They're not like <laughs> they're exactly. They're extremely rare and apparently um the ones that everybody wanted at one point and then uh they realized they were just hacks. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know. I guess the red Genesect that leads like the Genesect army in that newer Pokemon movie by newer, it's probably already a couple years old now, but it's all new to me. Um, it's all new I to me. Saw it. I never saw it, but I guess I have that's a every, shiny... I have every single Pokemon DVD. Okay. You're going you're gonna to borrow them and watch them. I think more notably than that, though, there's other weird colored Pokemon that aren't technically shinies. Uh, you got in Pokemon Stadium, we talked about this a few episodes ago, if you nickname certain Pokemon certain things, they're colored differently. Um, you got the Pink Butterfree. Remember the Pink Butterfree? That the episode butterfree I, I bawled my eyes out on? Yeah, yeah of course I remember that. So sad. And they, um, I don't know if, if you watched the episode, but... Of course. Uh, it was just... Yeah, I remember it that. It was, was just incredibly so special. Sad. Oh my goodness. There's also apparently purple Kecleons. Um, one of them appears in one of the Mystery Dungeon games. Well, in a couple of the Mystery Dungeon games. And one appears in the anime at one point, too. I want a purple Kecleon. You know how cool it would be to have a pet Kecleon? Yeah. Like, you, I'll you take would, any Pokemon, but You yeah, would totally. still be able to find it because the, red, the stripe on its belly never quite disappears. It's got, oh. like, a little zigzag stripe. So you could still technically find it, but, like, you could, like... It would just be like chilling on your wall. It would just be like a nice accent stripe, like wherever it's hiding. Like whatever. He's a moving decoration. <laughs> if I were to have uh, a shiny, it would be a shiny Suicune because Suicune is amazing. It's um, the shiny Suicune is like an ice blue with uh, the dark blue hair, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Uh, more non-shiny alternate colors. There's the golden Ho-Oh that Ash sees in episode one. That always, I remember that, when that first aired, being like, what the fuck? What the? Because it was a Pokemon that we didn't know, and then they never mentioned it again. Do you want to know something and really insane? What? There is a fan theory. Now, this is going to blow your mind if you haven't heard this before. Do you want to know why Ash doesn't age? Oh, 
Did you yeah, hear this? I've heard about this. Go on. It's crazy. Basically, um, they say that when you see a ho'oh, it grants your deepest desire or something like that. And um, the fan theory is that Ash wished to uh, forever be on a Pokemon journey, you know, on, to be a Pokemon master. And that's why he doesn't age. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like a fucked up time I, warp. I heard a more fucked up one, but okay. What, what's yours? No. I don't remember completely, but... Uh, we should just spend an episode talking about Pokemon fan theories and how fucked up they get. Oh, yeah. There's some Fan there's theories some episode stuff. would be great. That's a great, great idea. Put that in the list of ideas. <laughs> a bunch of Pokemon in the Orange Archipelago are differently colored, too, because of the unique climate there. Um, there's one island in the Orange Islands called Pinkin Island, which all the Pokemon there eat pinkin berries. So that, that makes just... them all take on this pinkish tone, kind of like how flamingos are only pink because they eat brine shrimp. They eat nothing but brine shrimp. It just what? sounds adorable. Pink, pink right. and berries. It's like something out of like freaking My Little Pony or some shit. So if I wanted a <laughs> pink version of a Pokemon that didn't live on Pinkin Island, I could just incorporate Pinkin berries into its diet, theoretically, and regularly feed it Pinkin berries, and it would it would start turning pink. I could have a Pinkachu. <laughs> or a... Uh... Yeah, Pinkachu, exactly. A Pinkachu. A Pinkachu. That would be I was like so thinking of another awesome. Pokemon. Let's see. A Pinkadash? Oh, <laughs> Pink Rapidash. <laughs> There's a lot of Pokemon that I'd have to turn pink. <laughs> what would you do if you fed it to like an already pink Pokemon? Like a Ditto? Would it turn like like a like a gradient pink or would it just like explode? <laughs> <laughs> it would just like spontaneously combust. I like thinking that my character um, his name's Shaggy, and his kind of like main uh, Pokemon, his best friend is Farfetched, and they've got kind of this like they're like best friends, so they they kind of butt heads sometimes. You know what I mean? And uh, I love it. I think it'd be kind of funny if he maybe fed him pink and berries and turned him <laughs> pink, and the Farfetched's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, That's awesome. Yeah. Um. There's also. Do you remember the Crystallonyx? Yes. Not necessarily a different color. Well, it is a different. It's a color, different uh, it, the, makeup completely. Yeah. Like but an fuck onyx it. Let's just made of crystals. Let's make this bitch into a crystal. Right. I had forgot about the crystal onyx. That's crazy. It was uh, that also lived in the Orange Islands. They got a lot of funky shit. there, Yeah. I guess. They they were doing some shit out there. <laughs> and it, it was weak to fire attacks, but resistant to water attacks. So like the opposite of a normal onyx. Weird. Weird. And I. I mean, I guess we could talk about shinies all day and never stop, but that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much how much we're going to talk about shinies. <laughs> There's just like way too much mathematical stuff involved. And, you know, if we missed anything, you can always just go Google it yourself. It's it's a fun afternoon just like trying to figure out shinies and all this other stuff. One thing I've learned, though, the best way to find shinies is not to look for them. I don't know. I think chaining it with the pokey radar hey, would probably hey, my be luck, more effective. My luck has been fantastic by not looking. So. That's what I've been doing for 20 years, and I've never found <laughs> one. So Maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, expect the worst, hope for the best. <laughs> that, that always works, too. Or uh, hope for someone to trade you something. If you want to learn more than we were able to tell you, you can always go check out my three major sources of Pokemon information. I continue to plug them just out of the goodness of my heart because I appreciate what they do, and you probably will too. Bulbapedia, Cerebi.net, and Smogon University. 
Smogon University is great for strategy, and Cerebi and Bulbapedia are both great indispensable resources for Pokemon knowledge of any sort that you could possibly want. Uh, Brianna, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun, and we got off into uh, some magical off-topicness, but we had a great time. It was a good ride. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Next week, we're going to get off into some crazy off-topic shit with uh, another good friend of mine. Uh, Jeremy Davis is back, the guy that you heard in the Lavender Town episode. We're going to talk about Shroomish. We're going to talk about Breloom. And we're going to talk about a lot of real-world fungus, too. So there's a lot of real-world stuff for you to learn next week. It's going to be awesome. Um, By next week, I mean whenever the fuck this episode comes out. (laughs) I'm used to saying next week because I do another podcast that is weekly. Fair point. And it's hard to keep these podcasts weekly when I have to keep that one weekly. So next episode, it's coming out soon. Could be next week, could be tomorrow. Hopefully not next year. (laughs) Not going to be next year. Well, you never know. Yeah, we are approaching. We the are end of only the year. <laughs> yeah, so it's possible. Uh, go check out that other podcast, though. In the meantime, fair point. It's it's on iTunes. It's on YouTube. It's on Podbay. Any any wherever you found this podcast, it's definitely there too. Um, fair point podcast that comes out every week without exception. There's a lot of shit Pokemon fans would like there. We did a Chrono Trigger episode. We did like an episode on the old Rampage arcade games. You remember that game? The Rampage, it was like a gorilla and a Godzilla. still think that's before my time, Nate. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Please, if, if you like the podcast, give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, shoot us an email, silfradiopodcast at live.com. Or go find us on Facebook and give us a like there on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash podcast. If you want to find any episodes on YouTube, you can find them on the Fairpoint YouTube. And we'll be back here again soon. Um, from The Secret Room, I'm Nathan Kapiser. And I'm Brianna. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.